Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining us once again here on the Friday Night Panel for another exciting episode. Quick little shout-out to our friend Alex Hammers on a train to Washington right now, tuned in, especially for the show, to see his good buddy Tim Witherspoon. So I hope Tim joins us. I haven't heard back from Tim yet. He might be at an event, though, because uh, there's something going on in Philadelphia tonight. Um, but anyway, uh, that's my brief introduction. Uh, hi, JJ. I'm sorry, Jay. Uh, hi, Mike. What up? What's going on? Hey, I'm... Uh, I'm all I want to talk about is the debacle involving a, some guy called Tyson Fury. <laughs> Tyson, I might not be in shape to have my fight, Fury. Yeah. Did, did, speaking of that, did, did you hear? Did you hear what Caleb Plant said about David Benavides? No. Call him chubby. <laughs> he, he did not look chubby to me. <laughs> so David Benavides said today. Uh, I'm not only going to knock him out, I'm going to break his jaw while I knock him out. <laughs> that is, that's going to be a great fight. Okay, all right. All right. S sorry, to, sorry to start off with a bit of humor, but uh, boxing humor is always good. It's like uh, you get these guys, they just absolutely hate each other. Uh, Caleb Plant and David Benavidez, they really do, from what I can see anyway. Yeah. Like, you know. Those are the best fights. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and so would have been. The, the fight between that cruiserweight uh, Yusek and that big fat gypsy king. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I've, I've said this before. I've had enough of Tyson Fury. I've had enough of him. I, I just wish he'd step aside. We've asked him to retire politely. He's got enough money. Uh, you know, op open up his own stable, open up some promotion company. That's what he wants to do. But just go away and leave the boxing to the boxers. And uh, time and time again, he wants to play games. And here's a classic example. Oh, sorry. I said I'd wait for my rant until later on. <laughs> <laughs> see, how, see how easy it is to get me going on that one? I mean, yeah, it's funny because, you know, all the headlines are saying now um, fight off over rematch terms. Like, right. You know, this is. <laughs> Why does it always seem to. Why does it always seem to fall apart at the last minute? And, you know, it's definitely incredible. Um, you know, Tyson Fury, he is a long-range fighter, but at the same time, he would have been fighting a natural cruiserweight uh, that is highly skilled. His foot movement is tremendous. Uh, I, I would have seen Usyk kind of dancing around him and, 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 and picking his shots and, you know, just playing with him th that whole fight. And uh, kind of evading those uh, straight, you know, right hands that uh, the gypsy can normally uh, throws at, at the guys. So it would have been a great fight. Too bad we won't be able to see it. Hopefully it happens sometime soon. <laughs> I, I don't think it will. Uh, but just to just to tack on to the fighting style of Tyson Fury. I mean, you forgot one important component. The way he simply mauls his opponents like the old arms over the shoulders um you know and 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 so Yusik had, had come out and said i will i will combat that by going after his fat belly <laughs> I, his words not mine and I, i'm just i'm you know i'm just the the happy commentator on this one i, I, I tell you i've i've seen him in training camp several times you know, on TV, of course, and I've seen him take these body shots and he welcomes them. I mean, he has enough cushion <laughs> in, right. in his in his abdominal area to to be able to take those shots. So I mean, he's got enough cushion <laughs> for the pushing, eh? <laughs> but yes, there, there was a funny picture that came out, though, with him and Sugar Hill Stewart uh, suggesting that Sugar Hill had already begun training with him. But it then got leaked that that was a very earlier potentially last year photo that had been taken so th th there were shenanigans going on i think over there and uh, i don't think tyson ever really did want this fight to begin with and yes he's got a, a valid point with respect to the money being made now that uh Yusik might go down to the copper box to fight uh whoever's next in line <laughs> uh, you know you know what i mean like 
it is again british versus british and it's on and on and on and on that same that same line it's really too bad that uh we couldn't see you sick clobber uh fury i would have liked to have seen that well i mean who, who do you think might be uh next up uh i've i've heard little commentators talk about uh deontay wilder the bronx bomber you know jumping in there and taking uh, fury spot uh what do you think about that Eddie Hearn made some interesting comments about his potential, if he had his way, lineup in terms of fights. You know, but it all it all is all contingent on uh, whether Jermaine Franklin can knock out Anthony Joshua. And Anthony Anthony Joshua is susceptible to the mental game, right? Uh, and and uh, and Jermaine Franklin's come out and said it this week. I mean, I love the, the honesty that I'm hearing from these guys, uh, other than Tyson Fury. Uh, with respect to how they're going to handle their their in in game play, so to speak, and so it was interesting to hear how Jermaine Franklin uh, reasons quite simply that the way to beat Anti Joshua is just to deliver those those shots repeatedly and mentally. Uh, Joshua's going to fall apart. It, it was interesting to see that. But anyway, so Eddie Hearn goes on to say, you know, mentioning other people like Joe Joyce, mentioning people like Dillian White. Again, British fighters, yada, yada. But all I'm reading about these days are the up-and-coming uh, U.S. fighters in the heavyweight division um, and a couple of others from around the world, too. Uh, but I'm just simply saying, like, it, it is interesting. And even when I was on the uh, on Carl's Last Bell Boxing podcast last night, again, they're just talking about the, the English fighters or the U.K. fighters in general. And they just seem to be oblivious to there's a, there's a global boxing movement underway especially at the heavyweight division and these these are big boys we're talking about and mike and i've mentioned it before like gypsy king six foot nine sure but there are even bigger boys out there and i can hardly wait till jared anderson gets over to the uk and knocks someone's block off i'm just i can hardly wait for that day soon <laughs> and it's coming soon yeah no, i believe i believe he's still undefeated yeah, he is. Yeah, man. He is. He, he he's he's one of the up and coming American uh, prospects um, that is under the uh, top rack banner, and uh, he's doing very well. I believe he has a fight coming up. Uh, would it be under the Lomachenko and yeah. uh, Haney fight? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> so anyway so, so 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 fellas like that like that and uh, we could toss in a few more names just for fun but we won't uh otherwise we'll be talking till 12 o'clock tonight but the reality of it is is uh the, the 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 british just seem to have these blinders on with respect to what's happening around them i mean i, I mentioned this i mentioned this a long time ago and this, this is going to be kind of funny this would be my last thing i have to say about it but I, I'm about a year or two ago, I said, you know, in 1966, England won the World Cup in soccer slash football. OK, they won the World Cup. OK, they were on top of the world, but they haven't won a World Cup since because every other country has a different style of play, different guys coming up and the British just ignored it completely continue down that line of doing their own thing haven't won since okay now i'm not saying british boxing british boxing is well organized well supported well funded uh fans are rabid okay but at the end of the day the british boxing media has to recognize that there's a global phenomenon happening and it's called boxing and it's happening in india it's happening in china uh it's happening down under um it's happening across america it's certainly happening in mexico um you know and now that the the reign of terror is over here in ontario where uh, ken hayashi ruled uh like a dictator now that it's over we're starting to see some fantastic fights up here too yeah. and 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 the growth of emergence of some great fighters up here so given all this uh, there is now finally, I think, a global boxing scene that's coalescing. Uh, certainly, COVID has kind of helped in a sense because we are now communicating online with an audience around the world, expressing our opinions, inviting opinions. So anyway, that's my rant. Sorry, sorry to have ranted 
at the beginning of the show for so long. We typically save my rant for the end. That's but, okay. Uh, but there you go. And it's good to see that Cedric is out there listening and supporting our views on Jared Anderson. He he's he's certainly, in my humble opinion, one of the best young heavyweights out there. Period. Oh yeah. yeah. Agree. Agree. All right, Mike. What do we have upcoming in terms of shows? Well, let's um let's talk about what happened uh, in Montreal on Thursday. Oh yes, Mabili won, right? Well, yes, he did. Unanimous decision. Unanimous decision to uh, to take home that uh, WBA and WBC, the Continental America Super Middle title, and that International Super Middle. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what a great, great card. Uh, you know, Steve Claggett won. Simon Keane, he won. Heavyweight. Yep. Yep. Against Eric Molina, too. So, you know, it was a little bit of a step up for him. Uh, yeah, there were some there were some great fights on this. Uh, Leila, was it Leila uh, Bodwin? We uh, we profiled yep. this girl too. Yeah, uh, she came through with a victory last night as well. Unanimous decision. Uh, JJ, did you watch anything on this card? Oh man, did I watch it? You know that main event. I had to watch it twice because <laughs> there was so much action. I mean, I would love to watch McBilly again. I tell you one thing, this guy was throwing bombs the whole fight. Um, and not only bombs, you know, he was dominated the whole fight, but the best thing, one of the things that I like to see is vulnerability in fighters, you know, because not, you know, you're, you're not hitting a punching bag. You know, the other fighter has his, his hands up too. He's throwing his punches and uh, Gongora in the third round and in the eighth round, uh, hit him with a clean uppercut that, you know, staggered, uh, you know, uh, McBilly. And you could see that he was hurt. But even if he was hurt, he was just throwing bombs, throwing bombs. Um, towards the middle of the third round, McBilly hit uh, Gongora in the body several times. And that really took a lot of the energy away uh, from Gongora. And then right after that, he kind of started dominating all the ways up to the eighth round uh, after after he got uh, staggered a little bit. Then he came back and just continued dominating. But this guy is a must watch. Uh, he he needs to be and, you know, on TV uh, shown in the entire world because, uh, you know, he's he's one of these guys that you could say that he's next up. You know, he is ranked number 10 in the world uh and 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 his division and you know what i would love to see more of him definitely definitely i've been talking about this kid for a while man you know a 2016 olympian uh you know he started off extremely aggressive landing those shots to the head and body you know back in gungora up uh however early in that second round we can't forget gungora southpaw buckled and billy with that left uppercut uh you know and billy shook it off continued to fight on that front foot and uh while never really comfortable uh, he won rounds, but had to be, you know, continuously wary of what was coming back. You know, it was a big test for him, th this fight, and I'm glad to see that he came through. You know, it's not like it was an easy fight for him. He was definitely throwing some bombs. And, uh, you know, Gungora, with, you know, that ring IQ that he has, was able to, you know, catch him a couple of times. So it wasn't, it wasn't an easy win for him. He did work for it, and he did come through with that big victory to stay undefeated, honestly. What a what, what a great fight, guys! If you haven't seen it, you've got to watch it. We'll, uh, we'll we'll try and put a link to it in the comments so you guys can check it out easy. Uh, yeah, I was I, I was awesome. It was it was an awesome fight, man. You know, and Billy seized the moment and jumped on Gungora, unloading everything he had to roar back uh, in an early candidate for round of the year. The crowd wow. stood and cheered. Uh, you know, at the bell to the end of the round, uh, and Billy stood in his corner. Soaking in that applause, you know, having gone to the darkest of places, he will never, ever, uh, he's never, ever been in his career. So, you know, he showed he has huge heart and then some, uh, you know, he didn't look to maintain his lead. Uh, he came charging out for round nine and looked to score a knockout. Uh, it didn't come, but he hurt Gungor. Uh, You know, the action continued into the 10th and in the final seconds, and Gungor was visibly hurt by the shot from Mbili, you know, lurching into a neutral corner, um, spent from a tough night's work. The bell sounded, both rightfully received huge cheers from the excited fans in attendance. So, you know, the big winners definitely uh, were, were the people in attendance 
at uh, at that casino to watch that fight, man. Honestly, uh, you know, it's early to say, but hey, round of the year. Shout out to uh, and Billy for that uh, for that wicked win. And you know, shout out to Gongora's chin. I mean, he definitely has <laughs> a granite chin. Uh, towards uh, between the eighth and the tenth round, I kind of noticed that he was opening his mouth several times. You know, I believe he was hurt. Uh, he might have had to probably take a whole full a full body ice bath. You know, <laughs> that that night. I'm sure he's uh, in a lot of pain today. But shout out to his <laughs> granite chin for real, for real. Uh, there was two fights this afternoon. Want to touch on them? Uh, Two p.m. this afternoon, the Arthur and Crichton. Uh, this one, Channel Five, two p.m. Eastern Time. Wasserman Boxing, Lee Down, uh, Downey. Lyndon Arthur was originally set to compete against um, Brian Serez for that vacant IBO light heavyweight title at the University of Bolton Stadium, but Serez was forced out due to medical issues. So, um, yeah, this this one got underway today. Uh, if you guys are looking for some some boxing to watch tonight, uh, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find this one. Uh, yeah, definitely, it'll be it'll be one to watch. There's some uh, nice up and comers on this one. Uh, you know, Chloe Watson, one that I'm always talking about. Uh, you know, we had the debut of Ashley Marin. Some uh, some some great women on these cards coming up. Uh, but yes, a lot of young, hungry up and comers uh, on this card that went on this afternoon. Yeah, definitely. And shout out to women boxing overall. You're starting to see a lot of more uh, women on these fight cards. I mean, you even uh, with the middle of last year, there was like a whole fight card of nothing but women fighting. Uh, shout out to them. They're coming out. Uh, they're getting they're getting their respect. Uh, and they're not just getting they're not. It's not just given to them. They're taking their respect um, They're Now they are starting to get paid what they deserve. And to be honest, I would love for those uh, three three minute rounds to just start happening because uh, that that will give uh, the fighters the ability to to kind of you know play with their style and 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 box instead of just you know whamming away and 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 throwing bombs. But it, that that's also entertaining. I, I, I profile I profiled a girl today, um, Bree Howling, uh, first woman in Canada to fight three minute rounds. We talked about her today. So, uh, yeah, definitely check that episode out. Uh, also, there was another card that was on this afternoon, the uh, Haney and Flatley card. Huh. Uh, yeah. Stoke Hero Haney, 16-0, and 0, six KOs, and Bolton Man Flatley, 23-1 and 1 with four, shared five rounds of action at the AO Arena in Manchester back in September of last year on the undercard of George Joyce, Joseph Parker, heavyweight collision. So uh, this one got underway at um 2 p.m as well uh eastern standard time so uh i won't give you guys what the what the outcome was because i want you guys to go and watch it but yes there was uh there was some great great action on this card uh moses ituma uh carol's brother was on this one another big guy to watch there in that heavyweight division um we had ezra taylor uh mccully owen owen cooper brad strand all these guys you know, sub-10 fights, undefeated, looking to keep that O. Uh, Nathan Haney on the card, Jack Flatley for that WBA Continental middle title that's vacant. Uh, Raven Chapman against Linda Licka for the WBC International Feather was on this. Uh, also, Jason Cunningham, Miguel Gonzalez for that WBO International Super Bantam title that's vacant. And then uh, headlining it was the Andrew Kane and uh, uh, the Belta. Uh, for the WBC International Silver Super Bantam title. These fights have already happened today, guys, so definitely go back, YouTube it, whatever you got to do to check it out. Some great action this afternoon. But the big fights we got to talk about are coming up tomorrow. <laughs> they are. They are. They are. Our, 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 friend, David <laughs> Light, our friend David Light will be taking on none other than Lawrence Acoli this one. Huge. Can't wait to see this one. This show starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time, guys. Mark it down. Boxer, the promoter. Uh, yeah, man. I can't wait to see this one. Uh, thoughts on this, Graham? 
Um, I weighed in and, and said uh, to last bell boxing that uh, Lawrence Acoli is is in for a bit of trouble. Uh, he he's he's going to get woken up, I think, by David Light. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have said he's going to get lit up. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think that I think I think the British are taking uh, the Australian way too lightly. And uh, you know, I, 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 my, my money's on David Light. Uh, you know, honestly, I think you know, Peach Boxing. They, uh, they really, really put themselves on the map last year. Uh, yep. Coming into this year, you know, he's got a stable full of champions. Yep. We got David Light now fighting for this WBO championship. Uh, you know, Mia Motu, she's fighting for an IBO, IBF titles in the near future. You know, the entire stable. Is, is full of champions and you know it's that style that peach boxing style that aggressive front foot come forward good defense but you know can pack a serious punch yeah it, sh it should be noted i think um david light's undefeated yes he uh, is he is he is 20 and oh 20 and oh so he's not gonna be a pushover like these british fans are thinking no uh light is 20 and oh lawrence acoli 18 and oh um you know david light made quick quick work of um brandon planton you know like well not quick work he went the distance but you know that was for the wbo global cruiser which was vacant and the wbo international cruiser which was vacant um you know so i i i can see you know i can see a lot of trouble in in the future for lawrence acoli uh yeah. tomorrow uh, honestly uh you know david david's no slouch um you know out of his 20 wins 12 come by way of knockout you know he's he is ranked 19th right now in the world out of 1184 and uh yeah man he's just uh he's one of those guys he's very quiet you know he doesn't uh he doesn't he doesn't boast about uh his ability in there man but uh hey the great white light is uh is gonna put his name on the map tomorrow when he gets in the ring uh against lawrence acoli i'm super excited for this this one uh you know, there's some, there's some also some great, uh, great undercard action. Yeah, here. There is, yeah, there is. Uh, you know, Frankie Stringer is on this one. Chris Artenstall. Yeah. You know, uh, Reza Edwards, Fraser Clark, Aaron McKenna, Callum Simpson. All these guys are undefeated. Looking to keep that. Oh, uh, the other title up for grabs on this card is um, the British English Super Feather. It's vacant. Uh, Michael Gomez Jr. versus uh, Levy Giles. We'll see what happens in that one, man. It's uh, it's gearing up to be a wonderful Saturday. You know, the undefeated Brit believes he will extend his perfect record of 18 wins, no losses, with 14 knockouts uh, when he when he defends his WBO championship against the unbeaten New Zealander Light. You know, Macaulay's first professional victory was in Manchester in May of 2017, less than a year after he competed for Team GB at the Rio 2016 Olympics when he sensationally stopped Jeffrey Cav uh, in just 20 seconds. Um, your thoughts, Jay? Well, um, I really haven't had a chance uh, to see uh, these fighters. Uh, I believe uh, they're always out in uh, England, right, in the U.K.? Mm -hmm. Um Mainly. As I'm continuing, uh, as I'm continuing this journey, uh, I will always uh, look, you know, towards outside of the U.S. because, you know, I, I'm not just going to talk about U.S. fighters. You know, uh, there is plenty of boxers out there in this world. Uh, they're all bringing skills. They all bring in that hunger into the game. And, you know, that is. Was he saying naughty words? <laughs> no. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh -oh. So yeah, it. definitely. So it's uh, it's some homework. I, I gotta continue doing my homework. Uh, but that that's that's what you do uh, when you're starting off. So hey, you know, uh, kudos to you for uh, you know <laughs> continuing you know to to bring us uh, great information about uh, you know these European fighters. And uh, I'm hopefully. Uh, you know, one day I'll, I'll I'll get to that position, but uh, right now uh, I I have to do my research a little bit more research on on those fighters, and you know um, I'll be able to talk about it more later on. Definitely, after you know what you'll be able to talk about it after uh, David Light comes away with that WBO title. All right, <laughs> um, Northwest owns Jack Catterall. 
26, 1 and 0 with 13 KOs would be keen to remind the world that he should be an undisputed champion himself. Controversial denied a victory against Josh Taylor last February. Uh, <laughs> he had hoped to avenge the night in Glasgow in a rematch with the WBO and Ring Magazine Super Light Champion. But with the Scott sideline through injury, Catterall must instead turn his attention to a new opponent who will be named in due course. Uh, you know, oh, towering six foot six Tokyo 2020 Olympic bronze medal, Hero Clark has won back-to-back fights at the AO Arena and will be looking to make it a hat-trick when uh, he returns next month. So, yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of good action going on and I'm super excited to see this one. Uh, we will definitely be cheering on our man David Light for this. Can't wait. We but, will. And, and, and as we progress through these these upcoming fights uh, and we have done so already but you know uh, Hats off again here to Karis Artenstall. Uh, but that's going to be a good fight. That, that's not going to be a gimme either. No. And But anyway, uh, I just want to make mention of, of the women who are fighting in these cards. Uh, and, and there's you mentioned her. I just wanted yeah. to mention her again uh, to make sure that uh, the boxing fans out there don't forget that there are women fighting uh, on these cards that feature mainly men. But uh, as Jay was pointing out, uh, there have been... Uh, at least two or three all women cards in the past year alone uh, and a big one coming up i believe uh, in dublin <laughs> yes yes we got to talk about it the big one benavides versus plant saturday 9 p.m eastern standard time guys make sure that you remember to set your pvr if you're gonna miss it you're not gonna want to miss this action you're not no Undefeated former two-time WBC super middleweight champion David El Bandera Roa Benavides. Is that good, Jade? Did I do it right? <laughs> the Mexican monster, yeah. <laughs> according to Mike Tyson, right? <laughs> yes, and former IBF super middleweight champion Caleb Plant will meet in a high-stakes 12-round showdown to settle their long simmering feud live on Showtime pay-per-view, guys. Make sure you see this one. Uh, Benavides. You know, and Plant will take their years-long war of words into the ring as these assertive and hungry super middleweights look to cast their ballots as the division's next kingpin. Both have had, you know, reigns as champion at 168, and both are eager to once again ascend to the top of that division as they fight for Benavidez's interim WBC super middle title. Um, There's some great, great undercard action here. This one is, uh, I got I got, I got to say this one. Carl, Cody Crawley. You're wondering who he was. I, men- I mentioned him last night. Yes, Cody Crawley on the card, 21-0, taking on Abel Ramos. This one, you know, Cody Crawley, how can you not know this guy, man? Canadian, he's ranked sixth in that welterweight division in the world. So, you know, he's 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 knocking on the doorsteps of these championships and yep. people are just, you know, they're sleeping on him. They're not really paying attention to who this kid is. Yep. And honestly, for somebody who, you know, self-taught pretty much from Peterborough of all places, Peterborough, right. Ontario, you know, uh, meets meets, you know, Floyd Mayweather as a kid and literally is like one day you will see me again. And, you know guy moves to vegas gets out there starts working with them and you know sky's the limit for him but yeah guys don't sleep on this kid man cody crawley in his last outing it was the first time he was put on his ass and he still came through with the victory so yeah, yeah. Be, on, be on the lookout for this kid man yeah. this, this guy is going to uh you know make sure that uh canada's put on this uh this map man uh, you know benavides became the youngest ever 168 pound world champion at just 20. Uh, when he defeated uh, Ronald Greville uh, by that split decision for the vacant WBC title in 2017. Uh, he now lives and trains in Seattle area. Benavides has stamped his place in the super middleweight division with knockout power in both hands, guys. Uh, you know, improving ring savvy with each fight. When he was 15 years old, he went from weighing 250 pounds to a boxing prodigy under the watchful eye of his father and trainer, Jose Senior, and his brother and veteran contender, mm-hmm. Jose Jr., uh, as he famously held his own inspiring against middleweight champion Triple G and Peter Quillen, 
Benavizid is riding a string of six straight knockout victories heading into this bout against Plant. Um, you know, Plant used his sublime boxing skills to rise to the rank of world champion and in his last fight showed big-time power, earning 2022's Knockout of the Year by CBS Sports and Boxing Scene in a win over Anthony Drewell. Yep. Wow, guys, yep. remember that one? Yep. Oh, yeah. He went down with uh, left hand to the body. There was a slight pause, and he came right over top. Nights out. Yeah, man. And, was, and that was Plant's debut performance with the new trainer, um, Stephen Edwards, in October, where he ended a heated rivalry with Durrell with that single punch, knocking out the former two-time champ to deliver one of 2022's most memorable finishes. Um, you know, Plant, he's 30, born in Nashville, Tennessee, now lives in Las Vegas. IBF title in a hard-fought unanimous decision, victory over... Um, who's who's cut? I can't even remember how to pronounce that guy's name. You guys know who I'm talking about. Who's who's cut? Cut? I can't remember how to pronounce it, but yes, you guys know, man. It was back in 2019. Uh, plan dropped him in the second and fourth rounds and cruised to a victory for the championship. Uh, he made three successful title defenses. Um, you know, in addition to a unanimous decision win over former champion Caleb Trou. Um, he lost the title in an undisputed championship against Canelo Alvarez in November of 2021. At times, frustrating Alvarez with his smooth boxing, um, you know, before defeating Terrell to set up his highly anticipated clash with Benavides. So, wow, big, big, big action here, man. This, this, this one's going to be the fight of the weekend for sure. It's a great, uh, it's a, it's a great division, eh? Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, I'm super, super excited for that division. You know, this, this super middle that that weight it's just it's it's an it's an awesome division lots of action fast you know hard hitting knockout power you can't you can't ask for more definitely couldn't ask for more i'll tell you one thing uh david benavidez the mexican monster not a lot of people has been wanting to fight that that guy that's right it's been a very long time that he's been calling almost everybody out you know, of course, he's he's pretty young. I believe he's only 26 years old. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he he's, has spent his whole entire young adult life in the gym. Uh, he's a very skilled fighter. The only thing, uh, since he hasn't been uh, getting those high-quality fights uh, because everybody's been running and ducking, uh, you know, you watch his fights, he kind of squares up a little bit, you know, when he's throwing those punches. And against, you know, a a a boxer puncher such as caleb plant uh we got to see what he got against him because believe it or not yes everybody's rooting for benavidez but benavidez has never fought somebody like caleb plant uh so you know at the same time you know i give it 60 40 you know 60 to benavidez because of his heart because because of his power in both hands uh but but you can't count you know caleb plant he's come of course, he 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 can't. He just came off of a knockout win against Darrell, but before that, that was his first loss. So he really has nothing to lose. You know, what is he gonna get? Another loss? I, he doesn't care about that. So, um, you know, I, I kind of overheard in the weigh-in, uh, one of the Charlo brothers, uh, what was his name, the 160-pound champion. Uh, you know, he was talking about, you know the way to beat Benavidez was to actually come at Benavidez. Benavidez is typically the fighter that is always coming forward. So if you put a, if you go in the ring and you start chasing Benavidez, he's not used to backing up while he's fighting. Right. So that could be uh, the difference in this fight. Uh, will Caleb Plant do that? We don't know. Uh, but let's see. Let's see tomorrow. It's going to be a spectacular fight. Definitely, definitely. I can't wait. Same, same division as them, Billy, by the way. Yep. Yeah. So Pretty it's, soon. Yeah. Oh, do, do we mention Alvarez? Same division as Alvarez. I wonder if he's – so there's been a lot of controversy about uh, the matchmaking involving Alvarez of late, uh, but right now he's atop that division, and uh, so it's, it's going to be a good one. Yes. Yes, it is. That super, that super middle division is – you know, we got Demetrius Andre in that one as well. Um, you know, there's there, there's some you know Edgar Berlanga's in the same division. 
Zach Jelly. Yeah, we got you know. There's 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 a ton of talent in this division. Yeah. So, you know, and Sal, you know, Sal Alvarez sitting at the top. Yes. You know, uh, you got John Ryder in there as well. Um, Vladimir Shishkin, David Morrell. There's there's a ton. There's a ton. I can't wait to see this one though get underway. I'm super excited for this one. Then we also got some more action. We got more action, man. The 25th was gearing up to be the day of fights, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, Golden Boy. This one gets underway at 8 p.m. Uh, you know, fight night on the zone will return with its first Mexico edition of 2023. Uh, this one, yeah, main event will feature a 10 round super lightweight match between um, Jose Zapata against uh, <laughs> Niraj. Uh, what's it, Goat? Yeah. Zapata is returning. To fight after it, a courageous attempt for that vacant WBC junior welterweight against Regis Progress uh, last November. And in the co-main event, we got Carlos Ocampo, uh, 34 and 2 with 22 KOs, will participate in a 10-round super welter fight. Ocampo returns to the ring after a tough battle against Sebastian Fundora in October uh, for that WBC super welter interim title. Also on the card, uh, Rafael uh, Espinoza, 19 and 0, 16 Ks, is scheduled to fight a 10 round featherweight clash. Opponents for both will soon be announced, guys. But yeah, we're going to, I guess we're going to find that out last minute, right? As soon as it gets underway. And typically, you know, uh, uh, when, when, when you're sub 10 fights, uh, you know, and you're fighting uh, lower mid level oppositions, and uh, they're they're not big money fights. So sometimes, you know, you are absolutely ready. You're in shape. You're in weight. You go to these fights, and your opponent is to be determined. I mean, it happened a couple of weeks ago over there when I went down to uh, when I went over to California to set, to that fight in San Diego. Uh, you know, we we could not find a fighter uh, for La Roca Lopez, so that fight ended up being postponed until he went down and fought down in, in Mexico. Um, It happens all the time. Uh, Even in big money fights, it happens, but it's very seldom, you know, at at that point, it's very seldom. So it's, it's very expected in in the boxing world. And one thing my brother-in-law told me that in boxing, you really don't know nothing. You don't (laughs) know what's going to (laughs) happen. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, so at the same time, always expect the unexpected. Definitely, definitely. Um, also on this card, uh, in the eight round super middle fight, uh, recently signed prospect Aaron Silva. Hope you guys know if you haven't, watch out for this kid. He's 11 and 0 right now, eight knockouts. Uh, he's of Monterey, Mexico. Will return to the ring against Jamie Lopez, who's 10 and 8 with four knockouts. Um, Silva is coming into the ring after a fifth round knockout in December of 2022 against Alan Campa. Uh, and then opening up the zone broadcast, Miguel Torres, 11 and one with six KOs, uh, will face Kevin Montiel, uh, who is six, two and two with three KOs in an eight round super featherweight bout. So not, not too many fights on this card, but, um, you know, it's definitely one to watch all of it. All, all, all these cards are great. And it's not even the last one. I know <laughs> yeah. it's not even the last card because this next card definitely you guys are going to have to tune into this. There's a lot of great fighters on this one. This one, Ramirez, Kami, Junior Welterweight Battle. Yep. Um, yeah, this this is going to be a good one for sure. Fighting Pride of California Central Valley and one of boxing's pound for pound queens are joining forces for a special Fresno fight night. Uh, former unified 140-pound world champ Jose Ramirez will meet former lightweight world champion Richard R.C. Kami in a 12-round Junior Welterweight main event. Uh, the co-feature will be a world title unification clash as WBA minimum weight world champion. Senecia Superbad Estrada collides with WBC world champion Tina Rappert. There we go. Got it out. Rupert. Ramirez Gomi Estrada. Yo, this is a good one, man. This one starts 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, It's promoted by Top Rank. With DeBella uh, Entertainment, yeah, um, you know Ramirez, twenty-seven and one, seventeen KOs, 
returns home to the friendly confines of the Save Mart Center, which has hosted six of his previous fights following his 2021 decision defeat to Josh Taylor for that undisputed junior welterweight title. Ramirez rebounded last March with a unanimous decision victory over former two-weight world champion Jose Pedraza. Um, he has been among the sport's best 140-pounders since winning the WBC world title over Amir Iman, uh in March of 2018. After defending that title twice, Ramirez stopped Maurice Hooker in a six brutal rounds to unify the WBC and WBO titles. Uh, Ramirez retained both titles with a hard-fought majority decision uh, over Victor Postal in August of 2020, and a win that set up Taylor Showdown. So, you know, Kami, like this kid man from Ghana, you know, made his name as one of the sport's top lightweights, winning Commonwealth honors before capturing the IBF world title in February 2019. His title reign lasted 10 months as he knocked out former world champion Ray Beltran before a stunning second-round stoppage defeat to Tiafoma Lopez at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Kami's lightweight run ended with a December 2021 decision loss to Vasily Lomachenko. Uh, last August, in his junior welterweight debut, he fought to a 10-round draw against Pedraza. Um, and then our girl, man, we've got to talk about Estrada, 23 yep. and 0, nine KOs, yep. you know, returns her hometown state, uh, unifying the world titles for the first time in her decorated career. The 30-year-old veteran turned pro nearly a dozen years ago and has competed at the world-class level in three-way classes. Uh, in 2021, she captured WBA minimum weight and WBO light flyweight titles in consecutive fights. Estrada then vacated that light flyweight title to pursue undisputed glory at minimum weight. She signed with top rank last year and then returned from a nearly 11-month layoff in November to shut out um, Verlano. You guys remember this one? Oh yeah, most most definitely. You know, one of the one of the great things, best things about Shanice Estrada, she fights. She loves the bang. You know, she sits down on her punches, and she she's not the type of boxer that will you know jump around and and, and you know and and pot shot you know and and hit hit you with that jab. She will literally stand in front of you with her feet <laughs> flat on on the canvas and just you know, start throwing combinations at you. Um, uh, Tina Rupert, you know, she's not no slouch either. You know, for no, some no. reason, she's the WBC champion. So, you she, know, it's going to be a great matchup. Definitely. Um, you know, she has made five defenses of her world title, you know, after being elevated from interim champion in 2018. Uh, earlier that year, she toppled uh, Valet, who is the current IBF and WBO unified minimum weight world champion in July of 2021. Uh, she edged out former world champion Gutierrez by split decision following more than a year away from the ring. She shook off the ring rust to dominate um, veteran uh, Gaspar to set up the Estrada showdown. Uh, you know, she has fought all but one of her pro fights in Germany and will make nearly a 6,000-mile journey in hopes of, you know, ruining Estrada's undisputed goal. You know, she Estrada, she put... She put her name on the map with that fastest knockout in women's boxing history, if you guys remember against Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like that one, that one showed that one showed pure power. If you guys don't remember that fight, go back to 2020. Uh, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, I want to say it was July, be, July. Be, better yet, better yet, go to Natalie Brown's show where where she absolutely well. She was very vocal about uh, her opinion in terms of matchmaking. That was that was horrible matchmaking. Right. It was. Let's be real. Like that was a seven-second, seven-punch thrown victory. Right. right? <laughs> seven punches, seven seconds. It was over. Uh, you know that matchmaking there. You, you had you had a you had a you know Miranda Godkins only was you know fighting local competition, like no right. experience in that world stage. And then you have, you know, Estrada, who's, you know, been fighting on that world stage for, you know, a number of years. So, yeah, that, that was that was bad on, on the matchmaking part. Uh, I can't wait to see on this card, we got him, Antonio El Gigante Morales, the six foot nine heavyweight from Des Moines, Iowa, aims for a knockout number seven in a six rounder. Morales has three first-round knockouts and three second-round stoppages on his ledger already. Um, also, 
lightweight prospect Charlie Sheehy, uh, the former U.S. amateur star from Brisbane, California, makes his third professional appearance in Fresno. Um, Javier, Javier Milwaukee-made Martinez, we've talked about this kid before. He trains with Ramirez at uh, Robert Garcia Boxing Academy. We'll fight an opponent to be named in a six-round middleweight fight. And, uh, yeah, we can't forget, we can't forget, lightweight contender Raymond Danger Muratella, 16-0, and 13 KOs, uh, trained by Robert Garcia, makes his 2023 debut in a 10-rounder. Uh, Morella went 3-0 in 2022, uh, including stoppage victories over veterans Jeremy Hill and uh, Miguel Contreras. So yeah, there's uh, there's lots of action on this card. This one is this is pretty stacked up. This one. Are we done yet? <laughs> we 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 are now now finished with all the fights that are going on. Um, also, the opening belt on this card. I want to I want to mention it again. I mentioned it on Wednesday. Subaru Maruta, yeah, Japanese boxer, three yeah. and zero right now. This kid, guys, be on the lookout for this kid to be fast-tracked. You know, he is one of the best signed uh, Japanese boxers, uh, you know, in the last year. So be on the lookout for this 26-year-old Southpaw. You know, he's got great ring IQ. Uh, he's from that Tekken gym, the, uh, you know, the guys who pretty much brought boxing to Japan. You know, something like 36 or something like that world champions they've had out of there. This kid, he's three and zero with three KOs. You know, it's, he's going to make quick work of this one. Definitely, watch out for this kid. This one is the opening bout. I can't, I can't stress it enough, man. These Japanese guys, they've got the heart, they've got the drive, they definitely got the skill, and yo, they know how to punch, man. They have heavy hands for little guys. Yeah, man. They they know they know how to hit. They know exactly where to hit. Precision, precision. Yeah, and and then too bad that Inouye got injured in uh, yep. in training. You know, yeah, I, I was really looking forward to him fighting uh, Fulton yep. uh, in his upcoming match. So uh, hopefully he heals up pretty quickly. Uh, Fulton already announced. Yeah, he, Fulton already announced that the fight is still happening. We just now he's just waiting. You know, for Inouye to to heal up. Uh, that way they could you know bring us that impactful fight. You know, which the whole entire world is going to be watching because I'll be the first one in front of my TV. I tell you that much. Oh, definitely. Anyway, he's a great fighter. But while while, while I just want to point out, Mike, while, while we're on the uh, subject of Asia, and Asia is a huge continent spreading from West, I think, Turkey all the way to Japan. But in nestled in the middle somewhere uh, is uh, Vietnam. And I got to say, unbelievably, uh, a friend wrote to me and said, you know, make sure you mention the fight that's happening tomorrow night in Vietnam. I went, wow. Uh, you don't often hear about fights in Vietnam, but apparently the Saigon Sports Club at Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam being promoted by Jenny Do of Shadow Entertainment. <laughs> okay. Unbelievably, you've got uh, a WBA Asia super middleweight clash going on between Trong Ding Hong and Dao Huan Bak. What, so, what was that first one again? Trong Ding Huang. Okay. <laughs> I'm just checking. I know. Sounds about right. <laughs> Try my best. Try my best. I'm pretty sure my Vietnamese friends will be down my throat on that one, but uh, I try my best. But the point is, is uh, it's a it's a big card. And uh, again, as we were saying earlier, boxing is happening around the world. I'll, I'll bet. And, and uh, my heart goes out to Richard Comey, by the way. I really hope he pulls through. I don't know. Is he the underdog? Does anyone know? Has anyone checked the the uh, the betting? Yes, he, he he's definitely the underdog. Uh, you know, this, this this gentleman, this boxer, he's been in so many battles. You know, he's been in so many battles. He has so many rounds, you know, under his belt. Uh, he is 36 years of age. Uh, right. You know, I you know, I, I feel like he's he's pretty much on his last leg. This could be you know, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't heard nothing or haven't seen anything, but from what I can see, you know, he, from the last fight when he fought Pedraza, it was unanimous draw, you know, of course, Pedraza, Puerto Rican fighter, Pedraza, he, he's not a pushover, but at the same time, I don't see him as a top, you know, contender. 
uh, as a fighter. So, you know, he had a little hard time with Pedraza. So I really see him on his last leg. Um, but, all, you know, kudos to him. It's, it's, it's yeah. such a hard sport. You know, it takes so much out of you. You know, so hard to get in that ring, you know, where, you know, because it's easy for us to, to talk about it. But for them, it's, it's such a, you know, a hard journey. Um, and, you know, kudos to him. And I hope he pulls through. You know, he has the uh, puncher's, uh, you know, chance. You know, he does have a really good straight right, yep. you know, punch. Yep. And, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Definitely. Uh, Ramirez is the minus 650 favorite. And, uh, you know, Kami is that uh, plus 475 underdog. So, you know, it's uh, it's looking like they, uh, you know, they, they already think the outcome is going to be. But, yeah, you can't count out Kami, though. You can't. You can't He's count him out. Like I said, it only takes one punch to change the whole outcome. Yeah. Right? That's it. And and Kami, Kami's, uh, you know, he, he can sneak that in there. And, uh, you know, you can't count him out. He's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's been in this ring. He knows, he knows what he's doing. And, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to see him pull something. I think he can pull, you know, I think he can pull it off, man. The guy, you know, he's been in the ring 35 times, man. So he's no, he's, you know, he has ring experience and, you know, veterans like that, you can never count them out because, you know, they know these little tips and tricks and things to do. And, you know, and and at the same time, he's not fighting Lomachenko. You know, he's not fighting the the best. You know, one of the best boxers out there. You know, with the, with their angles and the foot movement. You know, he's also fighting Jose Ramirez. That typically he likes to stand in front of the the, the other his opponent and bang it out. So you know, you're not gonna get much movement from Ramirez. But at you know, so that that'll give him um, a great chance. You know, style makes fights, mm-hmm. and you know he 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 does have that puncher's. Uh, chance you know and, and and ramirez has said you know he's he said it he's gone on you know gone on quotes and said kami is a champion fight championship fighter with everything to gain he expects the best version of kami to show up um you know so he's he's taking he's not taking it lightly man he's taking it with a bit you know bit of, bit of respect for the guy you know he is a championship fighter he knows what he's doing in there so watch him to be a little uh little cautious as it starts and then uh you know we'll see we'll see how it goes uh as it progresses nothing but fireworks that's it that's <laughs> it oh man so many fights uh man 52 minutes into holy crow look at that almost almost ate up the whole hour talking about all the fights this weekend we, we, we have not have any pauses <laughs> this whole show. I tell you that much. No, there's no. so much to talk about. <laughs> and then this is where Graham usually does his rant. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. Almost knocked my speaker over. No, no, no. I, 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 I said my two cents at the beginning of this. I mean, uh, I think what has happened between Fury and Yusek is a disgrace for boxing, a black eye for boxing. Uh, if Fury wasn't going to take the fight to begin with, then he just should have walked away. As I've always said, if he, because he's already said he retired once before, so stay retired then. Just stop, stop. Because last year we had this discussion about the heavyweight division being rather clogged, and being clogged from an English perspective. Okay, so realistically, uh, are they going to be able to unclog it this year? So, if Fury finally, finally steps down and remains stepped down um then allow some of these younger guys to step up and 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 this is what i want to see i want to see some you know some of these big fellas have had their chances and failed and now it's it'd be interesting to see what happens honestly between uh, joshua and franklin i'm looking forward to that because that could go either way too you know i'll be you know yeah, if Franklin is, is true to his word and he starts nailing uh, Joshua and jail, Joshua can't handle it mentally, uh, you know, it'll be lights out. So anyway, so it's, it's it's crazy. You know, Jermaine Franklin, you know, he's ranked 35th in that division, you know, in the world. And uh, it, it's 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 incredible that, you know, the top the top eight, the top eight are 33 and older. Wow. In, in the heavyweight division. So, you know, you round up the top 10, the youngest guy is Daniel Dubois, 25. 
Parker's 31. Everybody else is 33 and up. So, you know, that this whole top end of this heavyweight division is getting kind of old. Right. Soon coming to an end. <laughs> well, we, yep, yep. We, we've mentioned a few heavyweight names and, uh, you know, our two favorite topics are, you know, the, the exciting divisions in the men's side of things, but in particular, we always mention the women, but the heavyweight, if we, if we could just finally get to a decent heavyweight fight, yeah, Fraser Clark's pretty good. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I don't like the way, and, and the British control this through their associations with pay-per-view um, structuring. So, you know, Matchroom has his DAZN uh, deal. Um, you know, and then the, there's the Sky Sports. But the point is, is they can only make these fights if they are um, matched against an equal opponent with the same uh, matchmaker, quite frankly. So, so Eddie Hearn's kind of left out in the dark. Okay, great. He's hoping Anti Joshua wins. Great. He's got a he's got a lineup of three or four fights for Anti Joshua this year if he wins his fight against Franklin. Great. But there's a whole other world out there of heavyweight boxers, is what I continually say, and 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 now we're starting to see the fruits of that conversation, quite frankly, because. I'm telling you, when Jared Anderson steps steps across the pond, he's going to beat the hell out of these guys. He, he's he's going to come in as fast and furious as uh, Mike Tyson did back in the day. That's uh, that's what they're that's what they're saying. That's what they believe, man. And you know, like one day, one day nobody heard of Mike Tyson. Next day, he's knocking people out left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what's going to happen with respect to Jared Anderson. People people are taking him rather lightly across the pond. And they shouldn't be. They, uh, they 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 breed him. They breed him really big in Toledo, Ohio. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> but but that's and one. And he's only twenty three, right? Like if we go yeah. by this old man strength thing, he hasn't even gotten that yet, and he's laying guys out all the time. Right. Also, yeah. And then you also gotta you also gotta look at um, uh, Richard Torres, man, the Olympian. Like, there's another guy with some heavy, heavy hands, just making right. quick work of everybody they put in front of him. You know. We just got to get some better competition in front of, you know, a couple of these guys. Jermaine Franklin, though, like, it's, you know, it's it's, it's great that he's got that opportunity. Um, if we see if we see the Anthony Joshua of past, I don't see, you know, Franklin making too much of a dent in the, in, in the rounds there winning. But yeah, but yeah. just just yeah. like just like Andy Ruiz, everybody was counting him out. You know, and then he came with the overhand right and just, you know, laid Joshua out clean. So, you know, again, you know, uh, Franklin is a shorter fighter. He's going to have to go in there and fight inside. And, you know, glass jaw better watch for that overhand right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can't wait to see it, though. It's going to be great. So, so um, shout out to Carl across the pond. He's uh, letting us know uh, that, in his opinion, Anderson uh, needs a test uh, and adds that Dubois had the balls to jump in with Joyce. Fair enough. Um, But Jared Anderson needs a test before coming over uh, to take on who? Who would he take on? I mean, he would probably he would. I I guarantee you he would give uh, Tyson Fury a hell of a run. That's for sure. Uh, but when you start going down the ladder and that's what you're doing after Tyson Fury in that heavyweight division, um, I don't know who Usyk's going to end up fighting. Who's he fighting? Who's his challenger? His mandatory is now Dubois. Is that, is that right? Cam- or Dillian White? No, one of those two. I can't remember which one it is, <laughs> but you know, so what? Usyk, 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 Usyk win, wins. Okay. At the end of the day, but. Let's see, uh-huh. let's see. Let's see. Wilder Usyk. Well, okay. I've often said, and 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 Jed, love your opinion on this one. Uh, one shot to the head, and Wilder is done. His 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 brain has already been diagnosed. He's had uh, two major concussions, and that's a brain injury of severity that you cannot take lightly. You know. Um, so at the end of the day, one punch to the head, Wilder is toast. And I mean, gone. 
So I, I, I would not put Wilder in any serious competition right now, just for his health sake. Uh, I really feel sorry for that guy. He's got an immense amount of pride. He is the bronze bomber. I do appreciate what he's attempted to do, but he's had his day. Yeah, he's and 37. He's had his day. And, yeah, and shouldn't there be like a concussion clause, you know, after, you know, however many concussions that you might receive in your, in your boxing career, shouldn't, you know, the boxing commissions, you know, the boxing gods, shouldn't they just like forcefully make you retire instead of putting your life on the line? You know, I see this all the time. You know, yep. these boxers, you know, you know, they, they come from poverty and they, they, they go into the boxing world. They get into these fights. Uh, you know, they're not highly skilled boxers. They don't have no head movement. Um, and all they do is continuously get punched in the head. Uh, right. You know, I, you know, pretty much I, I truly believe that there should, should be some change in the rules. Uh, when it comes to to boxing, especially with the uh, concussion, uh, you know, concussion rules. So, you know, and maybe after a certain amount of concussions, then uh, the you know whatever sanctioning body should retire you and give you some sort of pension. I tell you, you know, that's the way I feel. I saw, yeah. I saw a stat one time that said going twelve rounds in the heavyweight division is the equivalent of being struck in the head 180 times with a two by four. Oh my. So yeah, mush. <laughs> no, I mean the, the 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 sadly ironic thing about Deontay Wilder is he got into boxing because he needed money for his daughter's medical bills. It's safe to say he made that money. That money's in the bank, and okay. his his daughter's hospital bills have been paid for. So why he needs to get back in the ring is a little bit beyond me. A at his age and B for his health sake. I wouldn't do it if I were him. So whenever I hear Wilder's name come up, like, oh, he's going to take, like, no, man. I mean, he might have been a great, he might be even a great fighter, okay, with knockout power. Fantastic. But at the end of the day, would I put him in the ring and risk uh, seeing the man die on, on? no, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And Carl's got a good point. Uh, over in the UK, he wouldn't stand a chance of getting uh, an approval uh, simply because of his brain scans. Uh, and he's, he's not fooling any, he's certainly not fooling me and I'm not even a doctor. Uh, but I've had enough issues with my own noodle that I can tell you, uh, when they see someone in there, they tell you, slow down, buddy. Uh, yeah. life's short, you know? Yeah. So, you know, for the, for these, for these fighters who have made their millions, they should open a gym, start training the young guys and show them, show, show them the ropes. If I can use that phrase. Definitely. Yeah. Agreed. Definitely. That's what they should do. <laughs> Carl says I must have fought a lot of heavyweight battles. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Carl? Trying to finish the head too many times with a two by four? <laughs> you know, you know, that Carl fellow, he ducked us. I mean, apparently he came over to North America, went to Niagara Falls, said he would meet us, but Carl. Well, I don't think that I don't think that trip happened. Oh, really? Is that yeah. is that what it was? He ducked us completely, didn't come over. <laughs> I'll leave it with you, Mike. Yes, yes, you will, Carl. <laughs> leave it with me, buddy. <laughs> uh, well, no, we've we've uh, to Carl's point about Canadian champions. We've we, you missed the discussion earlier on the number of Canadian champions, uh, including Lennox Lewis, that we've produced. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that was good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, we we just like to have a bit of fun with Lennox Lewis. We really do. And but at the end of the day, as I keep on telling the world, uh, look out uh, because Canadians have some great gyms, some great trainers, <laughs> some great programs. It must have been a quick conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know what the funny thing is is we we, we can't even brag about Jessica Kamara anymore. <laughs> That's that's the, that's a sad reality. She 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 got blindsided by uh, I forget the Mexican fighter's name, but uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, okay, we I like to talk about the heavyweights. I like to talk about the women, and as a sidebar, just for Carl, I like to talk about the Canadian fighters, but but uh, those are my three, shall we say, specialties in all of this. But we 
we're really looking forward to your input as we go forward jay i know i know you're gonna miss us uh, next week but uh mike uh any last words uh yeah that's crawley that's crawley cody crawley if you're wondering again carl yeah yeah number number sixth ranked in the world <laughs> you don't worry you'll get to see him tomorrow night don't that's worry. right is that a quick enough conversation for you carl yeah you stayed up especially <laughs> better drink strong coffee yeah 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 coffee is what you drink you, you got any last words for us there jay <laughs> well you know i i just want to give a big thanks to you know all the viewers um everybody that has been supporting us uh with the show and uh has been supporting talk and fight all talk and fight shows uh through the past couple years yep. um and honestly uh, uh continue to follow us uh because we have a lot more uh stuff coming up and um and you know it, it's not the end it's not the end it's only the beginning Absolutely. so uh uh, please, you know, uh, you know, tune in. I, I won't be on next week. I will be traveling down to Florida to uh, go watch a local fight, uh, Night of Redemption at the Caribbean Royale, uh, brought to you by, you know, uh, Box Lab Promotions. But um, our good you know, friends uh, at Box Lab. I, oh yeah, good friends, right? Uh, so I'll be down there. Uh, I'll be checking out the young prospects that are coming up, just uh, like Giovanni Estella. At Rayo Estela, he will be uh, the co-main event of that fight. It's going to be some good action. Uh, there's there's a lot of good fighters down there in Florida, um, and you know uh, I I I won't miss it. So I'll 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 be uh, trying to do some uh, you know behind be, be, behind <laughs> behind the door uh, interviews and then yep. uh, and then you know uh, taking down some numbers for you know from the prospects and hopefully we could start bringing them uh, you know on the talk and fight shows. Excellent. Yeah, we love that. We love that. You got anything you want to say before we get out of here? No, but I agree with Carl. Holly is a good addition. Yes, yes, she's a great addition to the Talk and Fight family. Excellent. Well, on that note, I'm going to say to all the Talk and Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Friday Night Panel. Especially Carl dropping all those wonderful comments. <laughs> I know, yes, there was a there was a time zone or sorry, a daylight savings time switch. That's why it is a little later for you to watch. But yes, guys. You know what it is. We will see you next week. Same time, same channel, new topics. You know what it is. Peace. Thanks, guys. <laughs>